Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Bench and Bleachers. My name is Shay and I'm kind of sick, I apologize. And Aww. joining me today <laughs> is Stig. Say hi Stig. Hey, hey, hey. What's good? What's and Tolu is still not here. He's still on vacation or whatever he told IT he was <laughs> he was doing. <laughs> Tolu is actually really busy these days. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, fair enough. How are you doing? I'm good, though. I am good. Restful week. Good FPL week. Bad football Wait, supporting league. How, is it, how many FPL okay. points did you have? I don't know. By going message, I was top 10%, so I think I'll take that. I'll check yeah, it out. Message from there. I'll yeah. check it out. Top 10%. It's not easy getting you got, to top 10% well, you got, points. You got 60 points. Fair enough. Good for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was quite you. poor, a poor FPL um week apparently. Mm. The average the was like forty. Yes, yeah, the average yeah. was like forty one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forty two. If you're above average, you're good. If you're very well above average, you're good. That's the trick to FPL. It doesn't matter if you don't have up to enough points. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's tough week for some, not for me though. Yeah, um, as I was telling you before the call, you mm-hmm. hadn't um, heard about Aaron Rodgers, whatever. So, no, what did he do? You, you know, um, before the season starts, you know how there's like press conferences just discussing like the <laughs> upcoming season and all that. So they asked mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. reporter asked him, and like, this is an exact quote: "Are you vaccinated? <laughs> and what's your stance on vaccinations?" And this is was his reply. Yeah, I've been immunized. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of conversation around the league and blah, blah, blah. It was not like, you know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Like, those are the two parts we need to know about for now. Then he got mm. COVID on Thursday. And everybody was not like, wait. They started putting two and two together. If you're vaccinated and I have COVID, you can... Um, play some, they're like different, um, rules for vaccinated and unvaccinated players. But then he said, mm-hmm. they said he was going to miss the next game, which means he's not vaccinated. Cause if you're vaccinated, you just need to like provide negative, um, test results in like 24, 48 hour oh. period or something like that. And you don't really have to, but be now he has game. to do the whole quarantine. Yes. Yeah. So process. when, yeah. So when, they said he was going to miss a game, everybody was not like, wait. So he lied to us <laughs> in August. He said he, he was immunized. If someone says they are immunized, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he was like, yes, I've no, no, been immunized. Maybe you can have pulling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so everybody was arguing at him from that. Everybody was like, he lied to us, blah, blah, blah. So he went on, he goes on a former NFL player show every Tuesday and they talk, blah, blah, blah. So he went on Friday, like emergency show to like deconstruct everything that's been happening. It was not like, <laughs> Rogers kills me. His opening statement, I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now. So before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture casket, I think I'd like to set the record straight on some of the blatant lies that are out there about myself right now. I'm like, wait, you know what's lying? About his what? About myself right now. I'm like, mate, okay, you okay, lied okay. to us. No one is lying. Like, you're the one that lied. Like, <laughs> no one lied apart from you. It was not like 
Look, I'm not some sort of anti-vax flat earther with a short at <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, like I have someone who's a critical thinker. You guys know me. Wow. I march to the beat of my own drum. I believe strongly in bodily autonomy and the ability to make choices for your body, not to acquiesce to some woke culture or crazy group of individuals who say you what? have to do something. I'm Why like, does this get so political? Bro, I, why is Ira- vaccination getting so political again? Mate, I have to change so my, I have to change my Twitter name. That's long and short. I can't stand. Oh, oh you don't know that, Rogers. I cannot stand a dunce. Absolutely. Yeah, I cannot stand thinking. a dunce anymore. That's the term that he used, critical thinking. Like, I don't get, what are you thinking exactly? <laughs> like, are you going to go to medical school and learn hey. about viruses and all that? Apparently he it's said he had, he has an, a reaction to one of the ingredients in mRNA vaccine. I'm like, one, how do you even know that? Like, rich uh, people. <laughs> and then the part that killed uh, everybody in that interview was like, he said he con- consulted with Joe Rogan and everybody just lost it. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and how do you know that's the, just horse, the worst name? The horse, the warmer that I think Joe Rogan took when he was sick that made him, um, healed in like one day or something like that. They were already mm-hmm. that, like in consulted with him and, he probably took it or something like that. And oh, that was gosh. where he lost like all credibility. Like it was already a joke. But when he mentioned Jerogan, Jerogan, <laughs> you can see the face on Pat McAfee, which is the former NFL guy, the owner of the show. Like he was trying to hold his laughter. <laughs> when he said oh God. So yes, yeah, so I have yeah, to find something it's... else to change my Twitter. <laughs> to... You can use, you can use. Tom Brady, I guess. And under white, under white person that you can use. Hey, I tell you, like white American players. Please come. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was 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 speaking of speaking of uh, podcasters like Joe Rogan. Joe Budden came out as bisexual, which is very interesting. I don't know if it was a joke. Oh, but on his podcast, he he sort of came out and he likes both boys and girls. Yeah, I, I didn't know. No, boy, he said yeah. that. I thought you said Joe Biden. I was confused for no, like no, two no, seconds. No. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Joe Biden's allowed. Are they allowed to president? I don't know. It's of very, course very yeah, they're allowed. But like, boy, <laughs> is like 95. Who cares? I'm like two. Like, why is he saying it now? I'm like, so I was yeah, confused for it. yeah. But there are jokes around shoutouts. After Joe Biden came out, they're like, oh, Joe Biden, like bisexual and all this, all this thing, all this thing. <laughs> why you said it? I was like, crazy. wait, why is Joe Biden? Like, why is he telling us? No, 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 no. But like I think Joe Biden is, is joking, which and I don't think that's something I'm going to joke with anyway, but it's Joe Biden. So <laughs> he's the villain I guess. anyway. Always, always. He doesn't care what <laughs> anyone thinks. It already has fucked up, mate. He let me down. Big time. First he lied, and then he went on some Republican bullshit, it's, which is what Republicans. It's I'm going to cut that part out because I don't want any problem with anybody. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I think there'll be more stick. There's always going to be more stick on Kyrie Shadan on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but at least Kyrie came out right from the start and said he's not mm. taking it. But his reason was like he's not telling us his reason, which is fine. I mean, it's not fine, but whatever. He said it. He said it. But Aaron Rodgers tried to deceive us in August. He was like, yeah, I've been immunized. Like, bro, you haven't. You haven't taken vaccine. What are you saying? He was not, in the interview, he was not saying if the reporter from August had asked a follow-up question, he's, he would have told them he wasn't. I'm like, no, you said, yeah, you've been immunized. What follow-up question is there? Like, everyone thinks you've been vaccinated. Like, whatever. 
Anyway, mm, I, don't want, go. I don't want to swear again. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Well, well, well uh, what else, what else? So let's move into the weekend, though. Usman versus another MAGA fellow, <laughs> Kobe Covington. That was, this is the second fight in three years, I think. Um, the second fight in two years. December 2019 to like two years, almost two years. When he broke his jaw. Yeah. The, um, Usman broke Covington's jaw. Well, he said he didn't break his jaw, but he broke his jaw, please. I mean, he the guy Kobe's went to his, during the break, he went to his like, his corner and he was like, I think I broke my jaw. Like he said it. The microphone picked him up saying it. So I don't know why he's yeah, denying yeah. it. There was a fra- there was an extra to the leaks. There was a fracture in his jaw actually. Mm. That was twenty nineteen. But yeah, then this fight was really superb, I guess. It was a good fight from both of them. I don't think it was it definitely wasn't. Expect- yeah, you Sorry, carry on. You I didn't expect him to hit Usman as much as he did. Yeah, so you just maybe because I didn't watch the first fight amongst all them, but this fight I didn't expect him to hit Usman as much as he did, and he 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 survived to like the final round, and then they had to go to referee's decision to decide who the winner was. Judges' yeah, so decision. It was a good fight. At the yeah, sorry, judges' decision. Sorry, to decide who the winner was. It was a good fight, all in all. All in the f- all. The first one was definitely way more entertaining, like for the mm. casual viewer. Whatever. Like me, I don't I don't care if people, if two fighters don't like kill each other basically like i don't care like but people want oh. a back and forth and i'm like mate <laughs> the idea is to hit and i get hit why are you trying to take so many punches to your head punches. And blah, 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 blah. like that's silly but anyway um but this was still a fairly intriguing fight usman won first two rounds and kobe started really slowly so i thought usman was going to like put him out in round Just three or something him. yeah mm-hmm. But then he came back around three, four, five, and he was like, way more competitive. He even took Usman down, but apparently they didn't count as a takedown because Usman had a hundred percent takedown defense rate coming into this fight, mm-hmm. and apparently that takedown did not count. Also, so his record is still a hundred percent defense of takedowns. But that looks like a takedown to me because he took him down. I don't know, whatever. I'm not a wrestler, so I have no idea. But still a fun yeah, fight yeah. overall. Just not as interesting mm. as first one, I guess. Now, Usman, Usman is on 15 straight wins right now. The record is 16 by Andre Silva. So, I think he's also saying he's going to take a break to focus on his family and all that and all that. But he will come back to fights like maybe middle or ending of next year. The thing so, is, who is he coming to fight? Like, the, if Leon Edwards is facing or Mas Vidal, if Leon beats Mas Vidal, um, Kamaru beat Leon like five years ago, like, no one really wants to see that matchup, even though Leon deserves it. If Hori Masvidal beats Leon Edwards, um, Kamaru has beaten Hori twice <laughs> already. Both of them, mm. one last year, one this year. So, like, obviously, can't fight me a third time. No one cares. So, there are not really that many options right now for Kamaru. The other option will be him moving up to middleweight, which is Israel's division. But Oof. both of them have said they're not fighting each other because it's better to have two Nigerian champions than mm-hmm. one Nigerian and champion. And one Nigerian champion. Aww. Yeah, a type thing. Aww. And that's so cute. So let's go to other cute score lines that happened this weekend. Manchester United versus Manchester City. <laughs> so the... Sorry, sorry, my bro. Thanks. So the Manchester Derby, Manchester City 2, Man United 0. Well, uh, let's see. Let's talk about the game a bit. So like the, I like this. 
Okay. It, felt it just like felt it like a training game for my CT. Yeah. Like they're never out of for them. Yeah, they're never out of like third gear. They're just just a training game that they want to use here. I don't think they made any subs, did they? That's how No, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> That's how straightforward the game felt. It was so comfortable for them. Yeah. Even the second goal they scored, um all eleven players touched the ball, like they passed in six times mm. before they scored. All eleven players, like if Guardiola could have been part of it, have been part of the third ball before Manchester United. And the thing about the game is that my United should, you know, they've changed their tactics to five at the back. Yeah, for those who don't know, they, uh, they see, are, I don't they, think it's really official. Because the game no, no, not this, official, but past uh, yeah. three games they've used past two games. Yeah, no, it wasn't past three games. Past three games, yeah, Tottenham, Atlanta, then Man City game. Ah, interested. Yeah, so they've played five at the back. And uh, the thing is, is what's what's what we can say from this that okay, maybe Ole is trying to try something new because he's not that okay. He's getting stick and he's actually getting too many chances passing through his team. So he's trying to do something new, but he just does not have that source, you know, to implement it properly. And to, yeah. it was sure, it was sure a very comfortable game for Manchester City. But the the scoreline was perfect though, two zero. They have self-respect. Unlike Liverpool, that give them five zero and cost plenty, plenty issue in their with house. In Premier League, yeah, because then ah, uh-uh. everyone's like, okay, now they're going to fire only. But this two zero, it's like, okay, we lost. Yeah, it's not that. We it wasn't that just bad. Two games. It was just two zero. Uh, yeah, and they had and like, like some decent chances to like, mm, I mean, mm-hmm, could have been two one or two two one. But the whole game was really horrible, though, for Manchester United point of view. It was a really good game by Man City. Uh, Man City has this. Thing where they show up, I don't know. I don't know. But the, the, uh, there's a discussion on the timeline about Ronaldo. If Ronaldo was in Man City for this type of derby, what would the scoreline be like? And the thing is, will Ronaldo affect their fluidity? Like the way they move, the way Man City move with their whole six attacking midfielders, six midfielders. Do you think adding Ronaldo to that and taking one of those midfielders out would change anything? I don't think so. <laughs> They're probably going to score more even. Because this guy mm. creates a lot of chances and and all mm. that, and he's an expert finisher, so he probably won't be as um cover as as much ground as Bernardo Silva them them, but any <laughs> chances he create for most likely going to want to bounce for him, yeah. If anybody, but everyone still has a role to play in Man City, like even Mares mm. and and Torres is injured, right? Yeah, he must be injured because yeah. I haven't seen him since. Everyone like you know, actually has a role to play apart from Sterling. Sterling has no role to play at the moment, unfortunately. And also, I think Guardiola is like a really intelligent coach. So there's no how you're giving him ceramics. <coughs> there's no how you're giving him like a twenty goal striker and you send that okay, he will know how to use Ronaldo mm-hmm. and fix his team exactly. So he's going to always find a system that will work out for everybody. Yep. And so far this season, they've this is their worst uh, conversion rates. So that means it's obvious that they're missing a lethal finisher. And I think past Guardiola season, this is their worst conversion rate. Yet they're still scoring goals. Many they're creating lots of chances. They're not just converting them as much as they used to before. So it's on them. I believe they're going to get Haaland end of the season, which is possible. We'll see what Man will become at the end of the season. And he's going to like fit in um more easily Marcy's than right. yeah, more easily yeah. than probably even Harry Kane, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why in trouble yeah. if he comes? In trouble, in trouble. So, uh, okay, okay, let's move to the Chelsea Bondi game. Since this is the Chelsea podcast, I want to ask a question about Van de Beek. You've okay. probably seen report. Well, 
countering certain points, rumors, I guess, on how many many players are wondering why he doesn't play often. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. So he's probably like the best player on, on the training pitch if people think he deserves to play. Mm-hmm. What's, that's not the point. My point is, who does he realistically bounce? From either three at the back or four at the back or whatever at the back. Like, who okay. is he going to bounce? Realistically. Uh, okay. It's not Ronaldo. Uh, it's not, it's not Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. It's not McFred. Unfortunately, yeah. neither okay. Let's talk about let's talk about McFred. Now, I'm everybody's saying that they play McFred because they want defensive defense stability yes. and all that and all that, and so they're going to sacrifice their creativity for the quote unquote defense stability that McFred is going to give them, right? Yes. But these midfielders are trash. Yeah, McFred at one no McFred. Fred at one point had seven attempted tackles. He got dribbled six times and fouled once. Do you know what? That's zero percent conversion rate for tackles in the midfield. How would they dribble you? See, so wait, wait. My point is, we think VDB is going to be better on that defensively. No, no, no. no. My point is that <laughs> my point is that there's, there's nothing worse than that than zero percent. So there's no so least, so you might as no, well. No, I get what you're saying. So exactly, might as well just exactly. play VDB. Thank you. If you're saying. going to like yes, if you're going, then tell McTom to like suffer at the back Me, because Fred does nothing. I don't okay, necessarily agree. Yeah, that's it. that game was just like a super bad game for him. Oh my lord, bro! Zero percent. Do you know what zero percent is for a DM? Oh. Someone must protect your defenders. Besides, they're playing three at the back now. I don't know if they're still going to play three at the back now that Varane's gotten injured, but they're playing three at the back right now. So do they still need those um, two DMs, Fred and Macton, protecting them? But well, that's the thing. The like, are Shaw and Bissaka or whoever? Are they like, what's the word, disciplined enough to to know their positions and cover for each other and blah blah blah? <laughs> like everybody uh, plays a part, and I don't know what part VDB can play or who because can you have seen whatever. And I think that's for that's a reason, sense. to be honest. Again, like I think mm. we've talked about it. I don't think he's worth switching the whole dynamic of the team. Like he's not generational mm. talent that they yeah, switch up to a forty-three or. Or four, whatever. There's mm-hmm. Sancho, there's Rashford, there's, <laughs> there's Greenwood. There are men waiting to play. There's Cavani, I mean, uh, whatever. But it's just interesting why, how um, these senior players or whatever I think he should play more often. Then who should he bounce? Just uh, interesting thing no. about. No, 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 no. The thing Thank is. You. Okay, let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. So I'll complain that we talk about Manchester United a lot, and this is a Manchester United podcast. So it's we'll move not. to the Chelsea topic, since this is a Chelsea episode. So Chelsea won, Burnley won. Yes. All right, so what do you think about the results? I mean, the result wasn't <laughs> the best result, but... Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, Liverpool lost, so it, mm-hmm. it wasn't the worst result either, so I mean... Mm, I'll take a bad weekend, like that, like that, like that. Yeah. If Manu had drawn with... Man City would have been great still, I guess. I know. But mm-hmm. they can't <laughs> they can't do anything to Man City, unfortunately. <laughs> Pipes. How do they um what do you think about the game? Oh uh, yeah, so the game, the thing is we we're very, very hmm. it, it was a game where if we had better no 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 on the contrary, if we, if we had better finishers, it would have been a more solid game. It would have been a more solid scoreline. We missed so many chances. We we were very fluid though. We got into their box like a lot. We had more attempts in this game than we had against the Norwich game, the 7-0 game. We had 
double the touches in their box and had the Norwich game. So it was a very good showing. It just it was entertaining, but we just missed so many chances that the chance missing just became entertaining. And so like oh, we missed chance, like ah, oh, another chance. Then we go again, and then we miss another one. But it was the game where I knew if Burnley scored one, that was going to be difficult for Chelsea to get the win. And then they scored one, and and then it was already too late. Those guys were evil spirits for ball. <laughs> we just went back. We just went back on like, okay, we've got now one goal. We're okay with this. And then they were okay with that. So the press conference, Tuku was talking about how it was an impressive performance. That there are very there are a lot of positives to take from the game more than the negatives and everybody shouldn't feel bad. And yeah, yeah. I think I think that was really I I get was where it was coming from. Because normally if the game is bad, Tuku will say, Okay, this game was bad. These guys didn't play well. He doesn't sugarcoat things. So for him to say that and for me to say that as well, I think yeah, it was it was a very positive game, just no positive results. Yeah, and also Liverpool lost, like I said, so it's not it yeah, was in the end yeah. of the world, so yeah, let's go to that Liverpool lost. So the three two Western three. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the game because I thought it was going to be oh. straightforward. That Liverpool <laughs> were going to win. So I was doing like house chores, <laughs> and yeah. apparently the game went to shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We Liverpool. They are, they their former game. They played two two Brighton. We talked about it. How was Brighton, that the game? Like was that the game before? Yeah, that was the league game before. Oh wow! So, so one point from six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So since they beat Man U 5-0, they haven't been exactly the sexiest team in Premier League since then. So they've been considering a lot. Five goals now in the past two games from the hands of um, West Ham and Brighton. But the biggest thing taking out of the, the West Ham game was the fact that this guy, um, the attack was very, they seemed very, very, very nullified. We know how Salah is with the ball, trickery and all that. But once Salah is with the ball, like, they surround him. Like, they started giving him the messy treatments. The treatment would give messy, but they don't give him space. Mm-hmm. So they started giving that to Salah right now. Like, five players surround him. Like, five. And he still managed to dribble two. But he just can't get that shot off. That mm-hmm. final shot off. Mm-hmm. So he has, he has, so he has been receiving that treatment for the past two games. And then he has, man, he hasn't scored in the past two games. So he has just been getting assists. But he hasn't scored. Then the attack from West Ham wasn't exactly um, inspiring like that. The reason why they had so many chances was because Liverpool wanted to win by all means. So they were pumping balls forward, leaving space behind for Antonio, for now, then those fine boys behind Antonio to like run and create chances. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they have like the most goals from corners this season or something like that? Because two of their goals were... Because two of their goals were from corners mm-hmm, <laughs> in mm-hmm. that game. Like, they're a good corner team. Corner scoring team, yeah. I guess. Oh, they, oh, they played that corner so well. So yep. strong. Look at that Zuma's header. Yep, like, like, bro. At least in had a, a suspect game also. But, I mean, yeah, I noticed that too. I noticed that. No, 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 no. Liverpool fans are actually complaining. Like, on, I noticed them on the timeline. So they complain that Alisson has not been up to par this season. That they need to get themselves an Afcon. An Afghan goalkeeper, like which Chelsea <laughs> did, which I find semi-racist, but I'll just allow it because, yeah, 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 yeah my boy, so I'll just allow it. But yeah, yeah, so that's what they're complaining about. They've been complaining about Alisson of late, which is confusing because every keeper concedes. It's about if it's about the frequency of the concede. Like if you face seven chances and you concede two, then you shouldn't be worried about the keeper. You should be worried about the fact that your team is allowing them to face seven chances. You get. I just feel it's like. Specific instances, right? Like 
the Zuma goal, um, Alisson rushed out. This like, and then he stopped. I'm like, mate, you misjudged the flight of the ball. Why did you <laughs> run out there? Should I just stay to your post or just gone with the flight of the ball yeah, like throughout? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. just like that indecision probably cost them also. Maybe Zuma mm. still has to go out and no one knows, but yeah, he did make it easy for himself. Pretty mm. much. But it's probably just a rough patch. Champions figure things out eventually. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be. But at this at the moment there are how many points away from Chelsea? Five? Something like that. Yeah, okay. Which is very good for Chelsea going into the international break. Do do you think Werner and Lukaku will be back by the next game? I think Werner is. I'm not sure about Lukaku. Okay. Liverpool are so four looking, points behind Chelsea and West Ham yeah, playing third. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, and Arsenal is Arsenal are two points behind Liverpool. I beg. I still don't uh, <laughs> okay. I still don't trust in Arsenal. Alright, no problem. No problem. Here's what we've been saying. We've been saying this since we had Chucky on. Now okay. Okay. And then there's, now look at them. They're three points above my you. Three Wait, points so above my you, bro. So now you think now that's super You think they are going to be onto something? I beg. No, Arsenal before, I was looking, looking at Arsenal for Europa Sports beginning of this season. Like that's how bad I thought we were going to be. I was looking at them for Europa Sports, but this without lack of European football and all the stress, like they are going to be fit and they're going to be troublesome this season. They are playing. I think Europa we can't underlook that far. Liverpool, yes, then like, Newcastle, then Manu. I love it. We'll see, shall this I like them game. very much. They are very interesting games. I mean, I they wonder should Liverpool. Newcastle left and right. Mm-hmm. But the Liverpool and the United game games should be interesting. Well, I don't like talking yeah. about Arsenal, I beg. So, two clubs have okay. sacked their coaches. Norwich and mm-hmm. Asimila. Norwich was really mean. The guy finally won. And they said, no, we don't want you again. <laughs> they said, get out of I think the decision, <laughs> yeah. the decision was made before that game. No, but I mean, they could have either announced it before the game or like oh, after the next. I, I guess, don't know. I guess. It was just suspect. Like After they finally won against Brentford, I believe. Brentford yeah, had been After 20-something games, guys, it's still a bad sign. They're it's like, bad sign, get man. out of here. And Asimila is probably kind of surprising because I don't know what they expect. That's my problem with all these teams. They think they should be pushing for Europa League every time. Like, bro, you had a great <laughs> season last season. It's not going to always be like that. It's not that, though. They've lost six games straight. Like, six games. They've lost it's just, it's just 11 games. Like, if Arsenal. you're a big and team, lost six. I mean, I beg, please. They're Aston Villa, like I said, they're not freaking... Manchester City. Oh Lord, do you Aston Villa? Okay, do you know Aston Villa's last win before they are six? Before they are, they are, they are five losses in a row. What? Manchester United. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> doesn't that mean like they're they're decent still? Like, give the guy time. Come on. Just I mean, it's been decent. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting decision from them though. Yeah, it's just weird yeah, how so. all these small team fire their managers like. Especially relegation threatening team. You fire a manager and you think the new manager will. Wait, let's speak about Eddie Howe real quick. What mm-hmm. <laughs> what magic is he going to do to Newcastle to make them stay up? They are 18th right now, 19th, sorry. Five points mm-hmm. from 11 and five points off 17th position. Can you pull it, pull it off? It depends. I think it depends on the players he gets January. Mm. 
Yeah, if it's with this current squad, I don't see them pulling anything off. No, even if it's higher Tuku or Conte, I don't see them pulling anything off. Well, well, well that's so you know, money, money changes a lot. Yeah, they have to back him up. I heard they, they're about to hire director of football, Emenalo. Yeah. Just his former director of football. Though. So he has experience and they'll give him like 60M to coordinate a few things. So yeah, let's see what Newcastle can do in January. If they can get proper players into their team, even if they loan players, it can make a whole lot of difference for them. Yeah, Banta works in funny ways because they probably will mm-hmm. be Arsenal now. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> At every race. Oh my uh, God, please. Uh, it should uh, never happen. And speaking yeah. of new coaches, the mm-hmm. Barcelona legend, Xavi, returns to <laughs> Barcelona, but not as a player, as a coach. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, 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 I've only yeah, seen yeah. one clip of, you know, that famous, that famous tiki-taka clip mm-hmm. of... Um, his team in Saudi Arabia or Qatar, wherever they're from, of that goal they yeah. scored, like passing, mm-hmm. beating the press into space, that sexy goal. So that's the only <laughs> thing I've seen from him, like as a coach. And I think he won the league there or something like that. So I gotta speak to his style on what he brings to Barcelona, but probably something similar to that goal, I guess. Okay. Okay. What do you think um, he brings? I mean, do you know what? Or do you have an idea of what? You think he's going to bring to his squad? He probably brings. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to do. When Javi was a player, though, he was very, very like I liked him as a midfielder myself. And I've played all positions: defense, midfield, strike. But when I was when I was a midfielder, I, I used to, you know, look up to players like that, like Javi. He's he's he's. I don't know, man. I do not explain it. There's a way he's approached to football. Though. It's it's all the way all this so-called. Um, Pep Guardiola, them, the type of midfielders that they were like in that team. Sorry, that's the type of midfielder Xavi. So his intelligence of the game is going to be outpoured into his tactical, his tactical like approach when it comes to Barcelona. But the problem about Barcelona is the running of the club. Like for instance, they have to, Xavi quote unquote has to use five million from his own pockets to clear out his um for them for him to leave his, his club to come. Yeah. yeah. So that whole management thing, like the fact that they have to go through all those dramatic mess to even get a new manager, like Coman, the payoff that they have to pay Coman affected the January transfer budget. So all those behind the scenes things are going to affect Barcelona more than more than the football itself that they're going to play. But when it comes to Javi, I have I have high expectations from him coming into this Barcelona team. And they won't my... probably go unbeaten and all those skill things, but they will play some really good football. One thing he probably brings for sure is like calm to the team and people respect mm-hmm. him and probably going to believe him, believe in his philosophy or, or whatever he brings to the team. Like everyone's going to mm-hmm. buy it pretty much, and which is a good start at least. But the board might mess him up, like he said, <laughs> might let yeah. him down down the line. No, for sure, they're going to let him down down the line. That one is certain. Like, bro, yeah. their financial football is money, money, money now. Except they want to get new owners, but if they're still doing the whole presidents, whole Spanish, and all this, they're going to they're not going to be like a top five club anytime very soon, even if they get Xavi as their coach and all that. You know, that. Oh, well. So yeah, good luck oh, to all of them. Good luck to Xavi. Mm-hmm. I'm not as optimistic as you, but we'll see. No, no, no. my optimism is, is is. I'm not pessimistic either, but I'm just I I don't have any expectations really. I'm just. Intrigued. Intrigued is the word. Intrigued. Stick spell intrigued. Okay. Why? 
it doesn't matter we're done we're done with this okay. show okay, okay good oh, so let me just give small 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 football news that no one cares okay. do I what well, oh, are you going oh, to pay wow. for a subscription it's to, 30 to minutes is it 30 minutes on the dots yes it is look them here now Okay, so Sancho yeah, might play speak. right wing back. That's one. <laughs> Second one, Alexander Arnold has paid for two fifty kids to play local football in Liverpool. That's two. Then Newcastle's LGBT fan group are in support of Saudi Arabia's anti LGBT claims. Is what money can do. And what else? And Eddie Howe is Newcastle's manager. We've mentioned all that already. Okay. So that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so if you're listening to this if you've gotten to this part, thanks for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. Let your friends know. Let yes. your football friends know. Yes. And follow us on social media at Bench and Bleachers. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you guys next week. Only you. Are you the only one hosting the show? Sorry. Yeah, it looks sorry, like sorry. it's only Steve. <laughs> Steve, we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. Well, we don't know what to do next week, but we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.